seated. Well, Reverend Henderson has been leading us in an interesting study of the book of Genesis. And when he returns in two weeks, he wants to pick up where he left off. But in the meantime, we're going to take a look at two topics. Two topics that I feel are important for all of us to understand as we study and as we reflect on God's word. Uh, This week, we'll look at the value of really listening, listening to what God is trying to tell us as Tyler shares the messages that God has placed on his heart every week. And, And then next week, we'll look at how the worship experience should change our lives and make a difference in how we live our lives. So I want to begin with a a little story that I recently heard. It seems that there was this woman one time who went on a woman's retreat, leaving her husband alone to go to church on Sunday morning. And it just so happened that that morning, on that Sunday morning, the sermon was based on Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22, which says, wives submit to your husbands. Now, when the woman got home from her retreat, she asked her husband, now, how church went? And the husband said, it was very interesting. I learned that you're supposed to do what I say, that I'm the boss, and you're supposed to submit to everything I tell you. Well, his wife got so mad that he didn't see her for three days, and then he could see a little bit out of this eye. (laughs) Now, we've all heard that saying, seeing is believing. But what about hearing? What about hearing? It's sad to say that you can't believe everything that you hear in today's world. But what about in the days of Jesus? In our passage for this morning, we we see Jesus emphasizing the value of really listening to what God has to say to us with our physical ears as well as our spiritual ears. As you listen to this text this morning, imagine the seeds being scattered on the ground and Jesus talking about it. And then he adds, let anyone who has ears listen. Jesus emphasizes the ability to hear with our ears and, and with our hearts. Now, this is a great parable. The parable of the seeds. Listen now to the word of the Lord. But, but first, please pray with me. Almighty and loving God, Lord, open our ears this morning that we may hear your word to us today and apply it to our lives. And may everything that's said here today be for your honor and glory. We pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. 
When a great crowd gathered and people from town after town came to him, he, Jesus, said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell on the path and was trampled on. And the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns. And the thorns grew with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil. And when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. As he said this, he called out, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. Then his disciples asked him what this parable meant. And he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But to others I speak in parables, so that looking they may not perceive, and listening they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones on the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, they receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe only for a while and in a time of testing fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear, but as they go their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for those in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. There was a woman one time who had hearing problems. And one day, her and her husband were driving from Texas to their home in Tennessee when they were pulled over by a Texas state trooper who asked the husband if he knew how fast he was driving. Well, the wife, who couldn't hear very well, asked her husband, what did he say? And the husband replied, he asked, if I knew that I was speeding. Looking at the driver's license, the trooper said, I see you're not from around here. The husband said, no, we're from Memphis. The wife asked again, what did he say? And the husband told her, he asked where we were from, and I said, we're from Memphis. The trooper then commented, you know, the meanest woman I ever knew was from Memphis. And the wife asked again, what did he say? And the husband replied, he says he thinks he knows you. Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear. My friends, it's possible to hear with our physical ears and not hear with our ears of understanding. And that's what Jesus is talking about in this parable. 
He's talking about our spiritual senses. I was born and raised in in Iowa. And one of the great things about living up north is the changing seasons. You know, in the colors of fall, you can see the beauty of God's creation. But what Jesus is talking about here is more than just seeing with our eyes and hearing with our ears. Jesus is talking about the fact that all of us need to open our spiritual ears and our eyes to fully grasp God's creation. You see, the spiritual eyes and ears get blinded by the distractions of the world. Now, after 40 years in the ministry, there's one thing that I'm absolutely convinced of, and it's this, that we often fail to understand what the Spirit of God is trying to tell us, to communicate to us. So this morning, I want to talk a little bit about the value of, of truly opening our spiritual ears to hear and apply God's Word to our lives. So here we are, and you're all listening to this message, I hope. You know, you would be literally amazed at what a pastor sees as he looks down from the pulpit. As we look down, you know, I've had the opportunity, if I've looked down, I've had the opportunity to see people struggle to stay awake, and in some cases, fail. Almost every pastor has a funny story to tell about people falling asleep during his sermon. I remember one guy who fell asleep, and I I watched him as his head gradually moved forward and finally sound asleep. And with a thud, he whacked his head on the pew in front of him. His eyes were this big, and his wife just shook her head. And then... How many wives have elbowed their, elbowed their husbands because he started snoring in church? I did that one time and Gracie got me. I find great consolation in the fact that Acts chapter 20, verse 9, even the Apostle Paul couldn't keep someone from falling asleep and, and falling out a window. You can read that story when you get time and you'll get a good laugh. But falling asleep during sermons isn't my greatest concern. What does concern me is the number of people who sit in the pews each week with their bodies awake, but their souls asleep. Some people pay more attention to the commercials on television than they do to the Word of God. And that's the problem that Jesus was addressing in this parable. The parable of the sower is so important that it's recorded in three of the four Gospels, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In Luke chapter 8, verse 5 begins, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. 
Jesus ends the parable with the words, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. The word hear is used nine times in this section, and it means more than just the the physical ability to hear. Hearing means listening with spiritual understanding and receptivity. Luke records that Jesus said, be careful how you hear. That's the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Mark records a, a different emphasis. According to Mark, Jesus said, be careful what you hear. The emphasis is obviously on the receptiveness of the listener. And Jesus is is revealing that the condition of one's heart determines whether a person is receptive to God's truth or not. Now, the disciples were a little confused. And so in private, they asked Jesus, what does this parable mean? And beginning in verse 11, Jesus graciously explains the meaning. And Jesus begins by saying three things. Number one, the seed is the word of God. Number two, within each seed, there's this infinite potential for life. And number three, it's the responsiveness of the soil that makes a difference in the results. And so Jesus explains four possible responses to hearing God's word. Now I wonder this morning, which one of these responses is your response to God's word? There's the hard-hearted listener, the shallow-hearted listener, the clutter-hearted listener, and the good-hearted listener. Now, first, he talks about the hard-hearted listener. Verse 5 says, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell on the path and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. The soil of the heart of the hard-hearted listener is hardened to the gospel because they, they can't seem to understand or grasp it. Satan snatches any little bit or piece that was sown in that person's heart before it has a chance to grow and bear fruit. Now, you may not know this about me, but but ministry was a second career for me. Before going to Dubuque Seminary, I worked in a factory in Des Moines, Iowa for nine years. I was the supervisor of the paint department And my job was to see to it that the parts that were created there were were painted uh, for the various customers that we had. You know, we painted wheels and hubs for John Deere, uh, for Massey Ferguson, and for other major companies. And I worked hard. And I remember asking for a raise one time. And I got a note back from my supervisor that said, Because of the fluctuation predisposition of your position's productive capacity is juxtaposed to standard norms, it would be momentarily injudicious to advocate your requested increment. I just looked at my supervisor and said, is this about my pay raise? I don't get it. That's right, he replied. You don't. (laughs) Now, if I preached 
like that supervisor wrote, you'd all fall asleep or get up and, and leave. And I, I wouldn't blame you. You see, friends, true understanding, if true understanding is to take place, our hearts have to be right for growth. Now, every Sunday we gather here in this sanctuary, we listen to the scriptures, we pray for discernment, we sing songs of praise, and we ask God to please help us to understand his word and to put it into practice in our lives. And the main point that Jesus is trying to make in this parable is that hard-hearted listeners become hardened because they just don't understand. Lack of understanding can stifle the growth of the seed of the word of God. The result is no fruit. And we fail to grow in our spiritual walk with the Lord. We just stay stagnant. Now the second kind of listener that Jesus talks about is the shallow-hearted listener. And Jesus continues in verse 6, Some fell on the rock, and as it grew, it withered for lack of moisture. The seed doesn't have a chance to grow. It can't get below the hard surface of a person's heart and soul. So the shallow-hearted listener doesn't have the staying power. You know, they're quick to believe. They receive it and they rejoice, but they just don't stay with the faith. They give up before the seed has a chance to grow in their lives. You know, a lot of people in the world lack the staying power it takes to grow spiritually. When they first hear God's word, they get excited about the possibility of a better life, and, and, but they just can't make it stick. They quickly lose their enthusiasm. Oliver Wendell Holmes, Jr. was a member of the U.S. Supreme Court for 30 years. His mind, his wit... His work earned him the unofficial title of the greatest justice since John Marshall. And at one point in his life, Justice Holmes explained his choice of career, why he chose to become, uh, to work in the law field. And at one point, when he was asked that question, he said, I might have entered the ministry if certain clergymen I knew had not looked and acted so much like undertakers. Now, I pray that I don't look or act like an undertaker, but friends, the gospel is good news. It's good news. It's joyous news. It's the greatest news there is. Christ died for our sins, and now the victory is ours, too. Now, that's fantastic news. And consequently, the gospel appeals to to most people as well it should. There's no better offer than what Christ has to offer us. People should be quick to believe, trust, and obey. But some people who are quick to follow Jesus Christ and join the church begin to question, begin to question their faith after a period of time saying, you know, is this Christianity stuff really true? Am I really saved? Will God take care of me here and now as well as there and then? Or they might think, you know, that this Christianity stuff isn't all it's cracked up to be. 
Some people just drift away from the faith. And they lose the excitement, the excitement that comes in knowing Christ as our Lord and Savior. The shallow-hearted listener doesn't remain faithful. When the going gets tough, they get going in the wrong direction. And then the third kind of listener that Jesus talks about is the clutter-hearted listener. Verse 7 says, some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Clutter-hearted listeners have cluttered up their lives with, with the things of this world, and they get distracted from everything that God has to offer them. The actor Elliot Gould once commented, I find it so easy to get distracted. I try not to do more than one thing at a time. Some people get so distracted and caught up in this, this world that they fail to hear God's word. The clutter-hearted listener has cluttered up, cluttered up their life instead of seeking to please the Lord. And their life is so cluttered that there's no room, no room left for the seeds to grow. The seed gets crowded out by the things of this world. And then the last kind of listener that Jesus talks about in this parable is the good-hearted listener. And he says, some fell on the good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. The good-hearted listener hears the word, understands it, and bears fruit. I have a trivia, baseball trivia question for you this morning. Does, does anyone here know who Clint Courtney was? Clint Courtney. Clint Courtney played catcher for the Baltimore Orioles in the 1950s. He played for other teams too, St. Louis among them. Uh, he was known for his tremendous fortitude. Now, during his career, he earned the nickname Scrap Iron, implying that he was a hard, weathered, and tough man. Well, old Scrap Iron broke no records, only bones. He wasn't very powerful. He wasn't very speedy when it came to running bases. He didn't have a lot of grace or style. In fact, he made the easiest play look hard. But armed with his ball glove and with a mask, Scrap Iron was never flinched at any challenge. Batters would miss the ball and they would catch his shin. Their foul tips caught his elbow. Runners fiercely plowed into him, knocking him down, spikes first, as he defended home plate. And though often doubled over in pain, and flattened in a heap of dust, Clint Courtney never quit. He never quit. When batters would sock him or socked it to him, he would just slowly get up, shake off the dust, and punch the pocket of his mitt once, twice, and nod to the pitcher to throw him another one. The game went on, and Courtney with it. He was scarred, he was bruised, he clutched his arm in pain, but he was determined to keep on keeping on. 
and he resembled a, a POW with tape, splints, braces, and other kinds of paraphernalia that wounded people wear. A lot of people made fun of him, calling him insane for taking all of that pain. Others remember him as a true champion. Now, friends, Clint Courtney possessed something of what all Christians should possess, perseverance, doing the job regardless of the cost and the pain, just plain doing what the owner of the game called him to do. And that's exactly what a good-hearted listener of the Word of God does. They just do what God calls them to do. They play the game. They follow the rules. They do their best. They love people. They try to be kind. They share God's love and grace. And they spread God's, God's seed. And the result is they bear fruit. The good-hearted listener listens understands and bears fruit. Jesus concludes the parable by saying, let anyone with ears to hear listen. The prophet Isaiah put it this way in chapter 55, verses 2 and 3. Listen to me and hear what is good and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me that your soul might live. My friends, what kind of listener are you? Are you a hard-hearted listener because you can't seem to really understand or grasp what God is trying to tell you, so you just close up your heart to everything and not listen at all? Or are you a shallow-hearted listener who's quick to believe, receive, and rejoice But you give up before the spiritual seed can really grow into maturity on your life. Or maybe you're a clutter-hearted listener. And your life is so cluttered up with all of the things of the world that you can't hear what God is trying to say to you. My prayer is that you're a good-hearted listener. That you truly hear God speaking to you. And that you understand it. And that your life bears the fruit of the seed that God's planted in your heart. My friends, may the soil of your heart be a place where the seed of God's word grows. Let anyone with ears to hear listen. May it be so this day and forevermore. Amen. Let us.